Hey guys, welcome back to the Wanda's podcast. I'm your host, Savannah Boda. And I'm your co-host, Tyler Jacoby. We're so happy y'all are here. Seriously, my heart has been so full. We just hit a million downloads on our episodes. I think that's how you say it. And we're so happy. Oh my God, I've had this podcast since 2020, like pre-COVID. Yeah. And so much has changed. I mean, I started it in my salon suite and now I'm in a storefront with four employees and a baby and a husband. I mean, just, I just love all of you for listening and being so supportive of us. You know, I mean, it's crazy. You've been with me through so many phases of my life and we're just so happy and blessed. And we just feel like we've created such a nice community and I just love y'all. I do so much. Yep. And I want to thank you guys for being so welcoming to me on this podcast. I was honestly really nervous at first to come on just because uh, Savannah's an esthetician and you know like her motto with the podcast is a little bit of skincare but like mostly her life so yeah. it wasn't horrible but it was just like do I have stuff to contribute but I feel you like it's, yeah I feel like it's gone pretty well so yeah. just want to thank you guys for listening every week we see your guys' support everyone and, loves you well but just want to point out today, Tyler is drinking a pure life water bottle, not a Fiji water. So I think he's been humbled. Um, I just drank the Fiji on the way here. <laughs> I down. I was so thirsty this morning and this is what they had here. But yeah, it's Yay. Still good. water is water. Water is water. OK, so we have a special guest. If you're watching the YouTube video right now, I got a puppy, which she you guys probably already know from Instagram. Her name is Millie. And I guess you could say it's after Milia. I was trying to pick. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Or millisecond for like a laser. There's a lot of things like milli, millisecond. Okay. I think Millie is like more clever. Yeah. Than millisecond. Millisecond like doesn't give skincare right off the bat. Like it's just like time. Yeah. But like mm. Milia is more. quite esthetician. Yeah. I was trying to find a skincare name and see. Okay. If I got another boy dog, whenever I get another boy dog, I would name it Zinc. Cute. And if anyone copies that, you can. It's fine. But just know that that will be my dog's name. (laughs) And for her, I just feel like it was just hard. Like, I got a lot of good name recommendations, like Mandy for Mandelic Acid, Sally for Salicylic Acid. Someone told me to name her Melanoma. I was like, "Mm, pass on Melanoma. (laughs) I don't know about that. But I got some really good name suggestions. People really came out. A lot of people were riding hard for Fiona, which is not skin related, but they just thought Fitz and Fiona was cute. It's just giving Shrek for me. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Like, I <laughs> that cannot name's think like of ruined. the name. Yeah, the name Fiona, I literally imagine like a big green <laughs> ogre. ogre. Yeah. <laughs> she was also a beautiful She was a beautiful brunette. princess. She yeah. was also a princess before. Was she a princess? Yeah. I don't know. It's, we should probably rewatch that movie. Yeah, it's it's really actually on Netflix time. now. Okay. Check one, two, and three. And Puss in Boots. Okay. <laughs> and Puss in Boots too. Okay. All of the Shrek saga. I guess we have a marathon to do. Yeah. But I'm trying to think what other names people had. There were some really good ones. Sunny for sunscreen. But I okay. feel like that was more of a boy name. I don't know. It wasn't giving girl. Was Sunny with a chance? That was a girl. Yeah, but they didn't spell it like Sunny. It was like S-O-N-N-Y. Yeah. You're being crazy, Millie. You're not doing a good debut she's actually very calm this is her third day so yeah she's still new to the family um i do love her now but at first i thought savannah was absolutely out of her mind for wanting to get a dog because as you'll hear in this episode 
there's mm-hmm. also a lot of other stuff going on in her life where well I like chaos guys I do things in twos I bought a lot and I bought a puppy like I always have things in twos like planning Italy planning a wedding like everything in my life and every six months I feel like I just I don't know maybe I should talk to my therapist about this but I just like have the desire I like chaos in my life I can't help it I just thrive on stress and chaos like if I'm not stressed out I'm stressed that I'm not stressed and that's like a weird thing about me but it's so true like I thrive with a lot of like I love to have so many things cooking on the stove yeah but I think like you said like maybe you should talk to your therapist about that maybe like fixing that you're stressed because you're not stressed yeah would be better than just being stressed all the time yeah but (laughs) life's more fun with stress in it I just think you know it's boring to be just like I don't know I just don't I don't peace and quiet and just like that just stresses me out can't relate I don't know I don't know. I mean, it makes you successful, so, you know. Yeah, that's what Jan said. That's my therapist, Jan. Yeah, so I I, I can get on board with it. Yeah. But, yeah, new dog. So, really, what happened was... I'm ready to get pregnant, okay? Yes. I have hella baby fever. I want a baby inside me right now. Like, Lance, like, refuses to impregnate me because he wants me to drink in Italy. And I'm not a big drinker. Okay, that's not the only reason. Okay, but a little bit. He's like, I want you to drink wine with me. And, like, you're going to be nauseous in Italy. And we're spending all this money to go to Italy. And he doesn't want me to be, like, eight weeks pregnant in Italy and, like, going through morning sickness. Because when I had Cyrus, well, when I got pregnant with Cyrus... I like missed like two weeks at work. I was so sick. Like remember I would like show up to work and then like start immediately Lance would drive me because I couldn't drive myself and I'd throw up like three times on the way there and I'm like, okay, if I get there and I can't make it 30 minutes, like I'll go home and like literally every day for two weeks, he drove me to work. I attempted to work and then I couldn't work. And so we don't want that to happen like for two weeks in Italy when we're there for literally two weeks. So that's another reason we don't want the morning sickness, but Lance He's, I, and I have to be respectful of it, too, because I get it. He's the one staying home with the kids. And so it's a big responsibility for him. And I don't want him to, like, resent it or, you know, he needs to be ready, too. It takes two to make a baby. And, you know, I have to be respectful of his time and, like, wait for him to be ready. But I told him, he was like, I don't want a kid right now. And I'm like, that's fine. You're not going to have one right now. It's going to be eight, like, nine months. <laughs> like, you're fine. Like, you might feel differently in nine months. But we're definitely going to have a second baby. Lance wants one. It's just not the right time. We're going to wait in Italy to start making baby number two. Cyrus is in his crazy era right now. Like, for sure. Cyrus, last night... So, it was my birthday this past weekend. And we went out to dinner last night. And Cyrus, I've never seen him so rambunctious before. He just started this new laugh. Yeah, he started this new laugh. And he's not even laughing because anything's funny. He's 100% laughing just because he wants to do this laugh. He likes to hear it. Like it's, and it's so loud. He does it like, try to do it. (laughs) No, I'm not. It's like, (laughs) but like deep. I don't even know what it is. But, and then like, so this woman next to us, oh. Um, I I hope you guys are watching this episode because um anyway so yeah we had like so we always eat we've talked about this before we always eat with the geriatric crowd because Lance is on a strict schedule with Mr. Cyrus so he has to be in bed by 7 30 so we go to dinner at 5 30 yeah and if you guys go out to eat you guys know 5 30 is not the time that it is popping that is when yeah it's like the people that are like about to die and the people that just had kids (laughs) are eating so we went out but like so there's this i love even before i had cyrus i was with the geriatric crowd always because i love 
eating at 5.30 and then you get full and you go to bed and you watch TV shows. Like eating late, like isn't my vibe. I don't like to eat late. I've never liked it. I like eating late. It's not good for your digestive system. It's better to eat your dinner at like 5.36. And well, then... if you go to bed at midnight, then you're fine. Okay. Well, I go to bed by 10. <laughs> not last night. Not last night. But um, so we went and this is there's a brand new restaurant in Flower Mound that we wanted to try. So we went there and the, the old couple next to us, Cyrus was like just like looking at them and like he was like beep beep, beep. Yeah, the beep, whole time. beep right in front of their face and I, we were trying to get them to be quiet because i feel i felt bad like i get it but they like asked to move That's yeah how bad it was like it kind was. of awkward like they just like got up and moved and we were like oop and savannah was like should i fight them and i was like no i get it and she's like yeah i get it too yeah <laughs> and when like, it's not your kid it's annoying i get it <laughs> but now that i'm a mom like i'm more like understanding Forgiving. of that kind of stuff for sure Millie, you're usually so calm. I don't really understand what's happening today. It's because she slept the whole way here. Yeah, that's why I'm about to go give her to my podcast guy. Um, but anyways, so the guy too was like, oh, let me decrumb your table like eight times. It's just like, you know, when people like don't want your kid there and like they're very like subliminal about it and like subtle, but it's like, you know, like that was the vibe. And they also didn't have a high chair there. So they're basically like, fuck your kids. Like any restaurant that doesn't have a high chair is like not saying don't bring your kid, but they're like... Low-key, like, don't fucking bring your kid. Yeah, honestly, that was the problem that we had was that there was no high chair. Yeah, he was literally There was nowhere to contain him. He was literally just trying to jump up on the table. And so anyway, that happened. And then we went back to Savannah's house. And so we're sitting there watching a TV show. And um, there's a knock at the door. And Savannah's like, oh, can you go get it? Because Lance, she sent him to, like, go do some boxes in the garage or something like that. So I go to answer the door, and then what did I see? A hillbilly. A hillbilly. Crazy Bubba. Crazy Bubba, is that his name? Tyler's birthday is today. It's been another year. He likes his drink, his Dr. Pepper. That is what I hear. I wrote a song, and he... He came and sang it, it, and it was Mm -hmm. mortifying. I knew... So for Tyler's birthday, he's going to Italy, um, all expenses paid by mommy. By so, mommy. Yes, that yeah. is true. So. so that's his birthday gift for the next five years. But I also like, you know, it's like when your mom gives you your Christmas presents early and then there's like nothing under the tree and you're like, even though you already, this might sound very privileged, but you know that, I mean, if you can relate, you can relate. If you can't relate, you can't relate. But if you can, you know what I'm talking about? My mom was always like that. She'd all, I'd always pester her and be like, no, I want my shoes now because I yeah. want to wear them to school or like whenever, you know, you want it before. Right. And so then I'd get sad because there's nothing under the tree. And I'd always like kind of like bully her into getting me more presents so that there was something under the tree. So that's how I felt with Tyler. He didn't bully me. I just, you know, it's just sad because you feel like a bad friend, even though it, it, it just I don't know. I'm I'm no, weird about it, that. No, it's normal. It's, it's normal. just like if you don't have anything to open up on your birthday, it's kind of like sad. Right. So I'm like, OK, well. I don't want to spend, like, too much money since we're spending so much on Italy and, like, it's a huge thing. But I got him some cupcakes and then I was like, you know what? I like experiences. I'm a really big experience person. I don't really like gifts. I like memories and things that just, yeah. Everyone knows if you ever get me a gift, like, I like experiences. Like, my staff got me, like, go paint your pet for Christmas. Tyler did a candle making class for me one year. Like, I just, I like experiences. So, anyways, I hired this hillbilly to come sing him happy birthday and, 
there were a lot of different things you could have done. Like there was like a banana, a monkey. There were like so many different things, but I thought the hillbilly would be the best because I kind of live in the country and he's going to be coming up to my front door. So I thought it would just be like wiser, you know, I just felt like it would fit the theme better. And like, he'd be more confused for a longer amount of time because if someone like walked up with a banana suit, like immediately, like he would know. So I was trying to like, yeah, no, when I opened the door, I was definitely confused, but then he was like, are you Tyler? And then I was like, okay, I know what this is for. (laughs) He gave it away with the, are you know, you're Tyler or like, is this my brain just stopped. I told you, you're losing brain cells. No, I'm not. I'm not. But just because I'm tired. We were up late. But yeah, so she has a video of it. And I look like I am extremely uncomfortable. But it was funny. It was good. It was a good one. It It was was more for me than you, I think. (laughs) I just, I knew you would like be uncomfortable with it, but I also knew that you'd like it. But anyways. It was definitely both of them. Yeah. So that's what we did and it was fun, but I'm very excited to get pregnant with baby number two. People always ask me like how I balance life and how I, you know, do all the things that I do. And, you know, honestly, like I said earlier, I just really thrive on chaos and I have such a good husband. I really do. Like he helps me with everything. I'm a good best friend. And a good best friend. I do. I'm very blessed and have really helpful and supportive people in my life. Um, but I'm trying to think, oh, I did start therapy. Yay. Therapy slay. Everyone's been trying to get me to go to therapy in my life for years. And I've avoided it, honestly, guys, because I am that person. Like I've gone through a lot of stuff in my life, a lot of trauma and just a lot of, and I've talked about it on the podcast before, but just a lot of things. And I feel like it's starting to affect my personal life, my business life, me as a mother, and just some things that I feel like I needed to like work out. And the reason I avoided therapy is just like, one, I, you know, for a long time, I didn't want to work out because I didn't have time, right? Because it takes away from me being home, relaxing or working at home. Sorry, guys. Um, and I think I had to switch my mindset of like, this is taking away time for me doing these other things too. This is good for my mental health. This is fueling my body. This is good for me. Like it's healthy to have a life or hobbies outside of being at work and being at home in bed, you know, because that's literally my life. Like I am either working or I'm in bed. Like I don't even hang out in the living room typically. Like when I get home before my son, I just would go straight to the bed and I would just work on my phone until I like my eyes got so heavy that I shut them. And so therapy has been so good. What really forced me to get into it is now that Cyrus is getting older and understanding things more. I just want to like work through some of the stuff that I've gone through, especially like the wilderness. I like blocked out a lot of it. And um, if you guys don't know, I was like, (laughs) they call it gooned. It's professionally kidnapped. So two people came into my room at 2 a.m. when I was 15 and were like, your parents hired us. We're taking you away. And I was like, to where? And they're like, we don't know the details, but you have to come with us right now. And I thought I was being abducted. Like I really did. I was like, are you, did my parents really prove this? Like, are they like all tied up downstairs, like murdered? So it was like very traumatic for me. And I laugh and like smile when I talk about stuff like this, because that's how I cope. But, um, like I literally, like my parents and my brother were at a hotel room. So I had no idea, you know, 
Like, was this like legit? Like there wasn't any text. Like, yes, man, I like thumbs up. Like you're supposed to go with this big, scary man and woman, like go for it. Like they're big people. Like they are big bitches. Okay. Like, like linebackers. Okay. Huge. And I think that was really hard for me too, because when I got to my program, like a lot of like people's like parents dropped them off and like, I wasn't like, they even told my parents like, oh my God, she was the first one that didn't like try to punch us, run away, scratch us or bite us. Like, cause I was just like, okay. And like, started crying quietly and was like, and let them take me. And you're like, I'm not a runner. I'm not a runner. Uh uh-uh. <laughs> One thing about me is I will always survive and prevail because I persevere or is it prevail? Prevail. Prevail. Always because I'm compliant as fuck. Like if someone abducted me and kidnapped me, like I would do everything they say and like I would like help them abduct other people. Like I would be such a good like A1 <laughs> oh kidnappy. I would because I am obedient under authority. I really am. I always have been. And except then, when it's a job. Yes, except when it's a job <laughs> that I'm not in charge of. Um, but you know what I'm saying? But you have to fake it till you make it to get out, right? Yeah, so like no, you get sure. close to the perpetrator, you know, like you make them like you. And then that's when you can like stab them. Do you think you're like mentally strong enough to like not get Stockholm Syndrome though? No, I would totally get Stockholm Syndrome <laughs> yeah, for yeah, sure. Like, I'd I love like my probably, abuser. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> for sure. No, I definitely am that person to gaslight myself. Be like, they loved me. They did yeah. it because they loved me. <laughs> like, sadly. But um, it was hard and like I think that caused me a lot of like abandonment issues and and I also want to say like I don't think my parents I know my parents didn't send me to the wilderness because they wanted to hurt me they were just like didn't know what to do and I was really suicidal and depressed and they were trying to just like do whatever my mom saw this on a freaking Dr. Phil episode which I will say is kind of ridiculous (laughs) she was watching Dr. Phil and was like oh second nature slay let's send Savannah um but at the end of the day, like I haven't gone through that. I don't know what it's like to have a suicidal kid. And I feel like, you know, when you feel like there's nothing to do, like you don't know what to do, you know, there's no right decision at that point. Like, and I think too, for my parents' mental health at that time wasn't really like talked about and it, there wasn't really like any support or help for parents and I was just suffering and they wanted to do whatever they could. I think now would they have sent me to the wilderness knowing what I went through? No, but they didn't know how bad it was, you know, like they really didn't know. And a lot of these programs, they gaslight your parents too. And they're like, we're going to change your kid's life. Like it's going to be amazing and wonderful. Like all these promises. And I mean, it was super expensive. So I truly don't think they like purposely, like we're like, we're going to send Savannah here to cause her trauma. Like it was definitely like to help me, but obviously I don't know. That's why I'm in therapy guys. Cause I have mixed feelings about the wilderness. Like I feel like it was so traumatic that it almost was like the best thing to ever happen to me because nothing when you, could be worse than that. Nothing could be worse than <laughs> yeah. that. It's like when you hit fucking rock bottom and you go through something so hard, like there's only up from there and yeah. it really gives you perspective on life that it's like, okay, like I was just being bullied and like, I'm not minimizing my feelings at all. Like I went through a really hard time, but I think when you go there and you hear other people's stories and like the girls that I was with in that group like went through a lot of really traumatic stuff like and this is a trigger warning of course for anyone listening to this but just sexual abuse and things like that and being beat by their families and like really hard-hitting stuff and like not to minimize my feelings but like mine was just like I was sad and bullied and like was going through like an eating disorder and like just normal 15 year old girl feelings you know just with like but depression when you only know what you know like that's all you know so for me that was my Like I didn't know anything worse than what I was going through. So like for me, that was like end of the world. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think when I went there, like it really just taught me that there is a lot worse out there. Like life's not that bad. Like you can get through it. Like there's a lot at the end of the tunnel. 
But again, too, like it was really hard. So I suppressed a lot of these emotions. And so going to therapy has really helped me, you know, work through that and um, get to a better place of healing. Cause I think, you know, I just, when I got into the wilderness, I was just like, let's put that in the past, like, and move forward from that and like just not think about it, yeah. you know? But therapy's been really good. I've really loved Jan. She's really helped me too with like work stuff. She um, does such a good job with everything work relationships. I mean, she's helped me be more assertive in the workplace. I think one of my biggest faults is I'm a very big people pleaser and I just want people to like me that sometimes like I let people disrespect me or I don't have boundaries or, you know, I look past little things that my staff will do because I'm like, oh, well, like they had a bad day today. Like, oh, like they're, you know, like I just look past, like I, I see people for people and I don't, and it's hard. And this is what my therapist said. She's like, it's like a beautiful thing that I have is I'm very empathetic, but as a boss, it's also my downfall because I'm so empathetic that, you know, some bosses would be like, okay, you're late like five times this week. Like that's black and white, you know? But for me, I know my, I'm, we're a small team. I know them on a personal level. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, she's pregnant or, you know, she lives an hour away. Like she's making the, like she's sacrificing to come drive an hour. Like I see people for people. So I think, that it is, you know, something I've always struggled with as a boss is to make that separation. And that's what my therapist is really helping me with too. And Lance is like, hey, we can write it off if she's talking to you about business stuff during your therapy sessions because Jan ain't cheap. But listen, <laughs> Jan is worth every penny. She's great. But I think that is hard, you know, as a business owner for sure is trying to make those boundaries and, you know, know like, yes, I see you as a person but also like this is a place of work. This is a business and um, I'm really hard. It's really hard for me. So that's yeah. really what I'm working on that and getting through my wilderness trauma. <laughs> yep. I'm proud of you. Thank you. I'm really proud of you. Have you seen any changes since I started therapy? I think. It hasn't been long. No, it's been what? Like a, a month. month. Yeah. No, I think. I would say not any drastic changes, but I think that. You definitely in like the workplace, I think you're yeah being more of a boss yeah. and less of a friend yeah. during business hours. And that's the thing is like there's there's a way to do it to mm-hmm. where you don't have to like, again, be so black and white mm-hmm. where like you're either like this bitch boss, you mm-hmm. know, who like is like not friendly at all. But like I think you can be a little less friendly sometimes, yeah. or, like a little less. But that's the hard part for Savannah. And like she said, like it's such a small team that it's almost and like I a want family. them to like me. Yeah. And like, like I want awesome. them to go home and be like, wow, I love my boss. Savannah is so fucking cool. Like Savannah's just great. Like that's what yeah. I want them to say. Like I'm, I, my fear is like if I'm like, hey, like you relate today, like don't do it again. They're like, Savannah's such a bitch. Like I fucking hate her. Like she's awful. Like that cunt, you know? And also with having a big social platform too, like it always scares me that like people are gonna be like, I worked for Savannah. And like, you know, like I just don't want people to talk bad about me. Like I'm so sensitive to that stuff. Like, you know, like my haters like bother the shit out of me and I wish I could be like, I'm an unbothered queen. Like hate me, bitch. But like, that's not my personality. Like it hurts. Like I like to be liked. Like I want to be liked. Like I live to be liked. I like to be liked. I don't know what else to say it. Like, I'm a pick me bitch, okay? <laughs> but, and I think also another aspect of it is that, like, most jobs, you don't interact and see your boss all day. Yeah. But, but like, like a, at your yeah. place, like, you're with them all the time. So, it's, like, Always. it's it's hard. Yeah. Like, 
but I think and it's hard too because I'm so open on social media like I talk about like my dark butthole and stuff and so then it's like if I'm talking about that like so openly to like 247,000 people like you know my staff sees it you know like so it's hard it's hard because it's you know you put so much of your personal life on social media too and you're also someone's boss and so it's just like like a lot of my business is my personal life now that I'm an, you know, a skincare influencer or whatever. I don't really know what I am an SD influencer. I don't know, but it is a lot of pressure. And that's the other thing too. I'm going to therapy for is just like the pressure of being online and like feeling like everything is under scrutiny all the time. And it's like, I love sharing my life, but when you have more eyes on you, there is more room for judgment. And I used to feel like I could be more open on my page. And I feel like ever since I've gone to therapy, I've been more open. Like I used to be in the past about like super personal stuff because that's what made people want to follow me and like Mm -hmm. love me. And I think now that I'm a mom, obviously like I put more stress on that. Cause I'm like, Oh, well it's just me. Like I don't care what people think about me, but now I'm Cyrus's mom. And so that is a big part too, that I'm like, I have to be a good example. I don't want to embarrass him either, but yeah. I also don't want to lose the part of me that grew my following, which was being so open. And like, yeah, most people won't talk about their butthole being Brown on the internet, but so many people DM'd me like, oh my God, I had this issue too. And I had clients even replying to that saying like, I have this issue. Like if you figure out a way, like, let me know, like, I'd love to get this service done. And so like, yes, it's funny. And yes, like, you know, it's raw and open, but also it's beneficial and it helps people. And there's things that about our bodies that we don't share. I want to talk about openly because we think we're the only one. And like, you know, you don't want to go up to your girlfriend and be like, Hey, is your butthole brown? Her be like, no, mine's pink as yours brown. Like, oh my God, you know, and judge you and feel judged for that. So I think when you have a big person being like, hey, I get butt acne, like I get pimples on my butt or I have this like issue, it makes you feel less alone. Slay. So I'm going to start a Facebook group for brown buttholes. Support, brown butthole support group. It's sad. It used to be so pink. I don't why i don't know does it make you sad no it doesn't make me sad i'm sorry what color is your butthole tyler i don't know let's check it out i don't know why you're like bending over in the mirror looking at your butthole i didn't how else would you have known well listen tyler (laughs) okay but checkmate i came home from pilates i took off my pants okay i don't we can talk about this (laughs) all right anyways it's brown um any other life updates uh no not really just been meeting with people to build her home yeah trying to figure out home builders what she wants yes and yeah no cyrus is good lance is good business is good she's about to do she's about to go to my whole summer i'm traveling like all over the world which is fun not over the world all over the united states pretty much and italy but I will be in Philadelphia um, for Face Reality. I'm speaking for them. After that, I'm going to California for the Face Reality's um, ambassador group meetup thing. So we're doing like some video content, some pictures, all that fun stuff. And there's some new ambassadors this year. So I'm really excited to meet everybody. And it's so fun going to stuff like that and just being with other business owners. And it's more of a like special close-knit group. So I'm really excited for that and to meet all the new ambassadors. And then... Um, I will be going to Florida with my mom and dad, Cyrus and Lance. We did that last year as well. We're going to try to make it a family tradition to do every single year, which will be so fun. I hope he likes the water. I'm nervous to see 
how he's going to do. And then um, after that, I'm going to Italy and then I'm going to Vegas for IECSC, which is going to be the biggest skincare show. So I am just praying that Vegas bigger than New York. Yes, definitely. It's the biggest one. So I am just praying it's not too chaotic, but I'm really excited. I'm not going to stay super long. I'm just going to go for my speech and then leave because I'll be gone, you know, from Italy. And then I get home for like a week and then I have to go to Vegas and I'm going to miss Cyrus so much. I just want to be back with my family. So I will just be there for my speech and then dip in home. And Vegas is not my scene. Mm Mm-mm. I don't I'm dirty it's dirty and party and there's nothing to do in Vegas besides like drink and gamble and shop and I don't need to shop right now because I'm I'm budgeting for my house so no shopping for Savannah I don't like drinking and gambling if you guys know my last episode or my last Vegas podcast about my trauma with Lance trying to gamble and losing a hundred dollars in like literally two seconds um yeah I like to make money not lose it gambling (laughs) is not for me I'd rather just work (laughs) Absolutely. Instead of risk my odds. <laughs> but yeah, okay. I love you guys so much. Happy Monday. We will see you next time. Bye, guys. Love you.